Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Thank you for listening to Storm Talk 365. We are a faith-based radio internet station where we offer global coverage. If you would like your church, social, civic organization, or your business to be advertised on this show, please contact us at st365biz at gmail.com. Janice Wilson, that's st365biz at gmail.com. Janice Wilson, or visit us on the www.stormtalk365radio.com. That's www.stormtalk365radio.com. We'll be glad to help you with any advertising need. Now's the best time to join Storm Talk 365. Contact us today to get the best Storm Talk 365 has to offer. The best leadership, the best podcasters, the best topics with access to the world of the internet. So easy to use. No wonder Storm Talk 365 is number one. East Coast time. We are heard globally. And I thank you for joining me. And as always, I like to start out with something from my wisdom corner. The topic for this week's show, I'm starting off Sundays, and I keep that topic all during the week. In case you didn't know, not only can you find me on Sundays, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., but you can also find me Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., again, all East Coast time. So this week, we're going to be talking about the topic of faith. And even though it's a week-long topic, I assure you, you will not be bored. Though I'm Bible-based, I'm non-denominational, and I encourage all of you to listen with an intention to, with an intention to see how you can apply what I have to say to your life to make better choices and better decisions with greater positive, positive consequences. So here we go. Today is faith. One of the things that I talk about is, um, living like you believe what you believe. I'll talk about it in a few minutes, but a lot of people have faith in different things, different people, different cultures. And faith is the seed that makes everything happen. It's like you can have a car full of gas and four new tires and everything on point. But if you don't have that key to turn the ignition, nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. So faith is the key to ignite everything that works in your life. Faith is the key that ignites everything that works in your life. I want to start out from my wisdom corner by saying, let your faith be bigger than your fear. Yes, let your faith be bigger than your fear. We are definitely going to talk about fear. 
I'm getting your heads up. Next Sunday, we're going to start talking about fear. But right now, we're talking about faith. Don't worry. God is always on time. As for me, I believe in Jesus Christ, but of course, we're here globally. Not everybody, not even here in the United States, believes as I do. But they may be listening because they find something entertaining or inspirational with Jam Vibes Radio. So I'm not here to convert you or to convince you that you have to believe the way anybody believes, but live like you believe what you do believe in and let it work for you. Live like you do believe what you believe in and let it work for you. Faith is taking the first step. Faith is taking the first step. Faith is taking the first step. Without faith, I don't care what you do, even when it's time for you to start, like children start to walk, they have to believe that they can do it, or they won't take that first step. Faith is taking that first step on your own. Faith is taking the first step on your own. You don't know where it's going to end up, but you know you're going to go somewhere. And the rest of it is, you can't see the whole staircase. So what does that mean today? We step out on faith when we climb a staircase. And not always we can see the top because some of it is winding and tall and got little crevices and cuts. But you take that first step knowing that as long as you keep taking one step at a time, you've got to go up from where you are, but you're not necessarily convinced of where you're going to land. That's faith. But, for me, as a believer in Jesus Christ, my faith says, no matter what I can't see, I know I'm going to be okay because he has taught us in his word, walk by faith, not by sight. So I don't worry about the little cuts and crevices and, and the curves on the stairway. I'm going to keep on climbing because as long as I'm going up, I've left behind. I've left behind, which is another thing I'm going to talk about, leave things behind. I left behind the things that are holding me back. I'm going nowhere but up. It doesn't matter again about the cuts and the crevices and the curves and can't see the top, the top of the stairway. As a believer in Jesus Christ, I know I'm going to be okay. And whatever you believe in, understand me. Whatever step you take, regardless of what you can see ahead, if your faith is important enough for you to believe in, I mean your um, religion or belief system is important enough for you to believe in, then trust your faith in that. So, in addition to my wisdom corner, I always like to say, live like you believe what you believe. Live like you believe what you believe. But know what you believe. If you're not quite sure, study it. Then apply it. And if it turns out it's not for you, then find something else because guess what? You will fall for anything. Faith is not knowing what the future holds, but knowing who holds the future. Are you depending on yourself to maintain everything in your life, including controlling your future? If not, why do you believe in what you believe in? Because that's not what having faith in something other than yourself is. If you have it all together, why have faith in anything other than yourself? As for us, on Sunday morning, a lot of us are getting ready for 8 o'clock, 8.30, whatever morning services you, you, you go. Some of us have 
already gone depending on the time zone you're in, but I pray that the topic of faith this week helps you to truly understand, to live like you believe what you believe. Faith service should not be lip service. Faith service should not be lip service. Romans 10.17 in the Bible that I read said, Faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Now, it didn't say read, it said hear. What am I trying to say? We can read, but if we don't have a spiritual connection to what we're reading, we can't hear it in our spirit. It doesn't necessarily mean you got somebody hooping and hollering in your ear or standing on a pulpit or dumping a Bible at you. The hearing is hearing with your spiritual ears. Because we also know that even though you have ears, the brain and middle may not receive what's being told to you. So we have to receive it with our spirit. Faith comes from hearing with your spirit. And you hear from the spirit of Christ through your spirit. Well, how does that work, Miss Benita? And I'll get to that later, but the righteousness of Christ that dwells within us, we all have, and regardless of what we choose to believe that all of us are created from the same beginning. And even those who people say we had a big bang theory, there's something in us that connects us all together. And for me, I believe that Jesus Christ is in all of us because the creator that I believe in, Yahweh, Jehovah, created us all. So therefore, his essence is in all of us. So the righteousness of Christ is within us, whether we choose to allow it to be activated or not, either through cultural experience or choices, it does not mean that it's not there. So if we allow our spirit man to be the righteousness of Christ and let it be the main character of our personality, then we will be in tune to what the word is saying, and the word is him. So what is it saying? Listen to the spirit man that resides in you, which is Christ. The righteousness of Christ that dwells within us. Listen to it with your spirit, man. I know it's kind of deep first thing Sunday morning, but I want us to live like we believe what we believe, and if we don't understand it, then we can't live it. And if we don't live it, we're losing out. If we don't live it, we're losing out. Because guess what? No faith, no power. No power, no victory. No victory, guess what? Say you win. It is Sunday morning, around about 8 o'clock East, East Coast time. I know this is kind of deep, but I really, really want to encourage you all to live like you believe what you believe and understand how faith is the key to activate everything that happens to you. How faith is the key that activates everything that happens to you. We're going to take a short musical break, give you something to think about. Davine can't hold me back. Is going to offer minister of music to you this morning. But stay tuned and help me discuss faith. That's when people are going to turn their backs on you. But I want to encourage you all today to remain steadfast in the Lord because he is the king of kings. This world hates me. This is save me. This world hates me.
give up. You see, the Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. You better give him some praise. You better praise him. Wow, how awesome is that? Thank you, thank you, Devon, for that. The world can't hold you back. You better praise him, you better worship him, you better bless him. That's a powerful message right there. But you know what? No, the world can't hold you back, but you can't hold yourself back. This morning, we're talking about faith. Thank you in case you're just joining us. This is Ms. B with Inspirations with Ms. Benita. Sundays with Ms. B right here from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on jamvibesradio.biz. Thank you for joining us. Before we went to break, I was telling you that faith is like the key, the key that ignites everything that happens to you. It's like having a gas full of, I mean, a car full of gas and everything working great, but if you don't have a key, you you can't go anywhere. Faith is the key that activates everything. I also told you that the righteousness of Christ that dwells within us is who we should be listening to. It's that faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Christ resides in us, and we should let that be the main characteristic that forms our personality. Faith. I also told you before we went to break that no faith, no power. No power, no victory. No victory, Satan wins. And that's not what we want. And regardless of what we believe, and I think all of us know there's a positive and a negative, a yin and a yang, and you know, you may not believe in saving self, but there's something going on that's not exactly right in your life that you can't figure it out. So for every positive thing that you do, there's always something negative that counteracts it, and that's exactly right. But you have to have something positive to counteract it. And this is what I want to do with Miss Benita when I come to you through her inspiration. I want to just encourage you to think about what's making you tick. 
Do you really have a belief system? Is, is it working for you? Is it encouraging you to be more positive, to get you to understand that you have choices? You have the opportunity to make choices. Do you have more faith in yourself than you do what you say you believe in? Then you don't need to believe anything. As for me, I believe in Jesus Christ. As for me, I believe in Jesus Christ. Again, this radio broadcast is not based on just what I believe in, but whatever it is that you believe in, are you believing in yourself more than what you say you believe in? If so, I believe in it. I don't know. I'm just saying, why do you have faith in something that is not working for you? I'm taking my time because I want y'all to get this. Live like you believe what you believe. If you believe in Jesus Christ, then he talks about faith in him. He said it's impossible to believe it without faith. It is through faith that he created us. It is through faith that he allowed himself to come down and dwell among us in the flesh. It is through faith that he allowed Jesus Christ to be crucified. It is by faith that when Jesus ascended, he stopped for a moment and left us a gift. Through faith, he told us that we have the power. We have it. It is spoken into our lives as followers of Jesus Christ that we have the power to tread over scorpions and serpents. And if you don't understand that, that's another topic. But all the power of the enemy. And he also left us the comforter. So he's given us everything we need to be victorious in every area of our life. But without that faith to activate it, we're powerless and we're not walking according to how we were created. We are not walking, we were not created to be powerless and victims. Hebrews 11, 6 in the Bible that I read, it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. So for those of us who are saying, we, yeah, I'm a Christian, and you're going to hear me refer to this a lot, because I want you to understand that the truth is not going to change just because it makes you uncomfortable. And I'm not here to make you uncomfortable, but the words that I speak just might because it's supposed to be what you believe in. I'm not telling you my opinion and I'm not judging you. I'm just giving you the words that you say you believe in when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. These words are in the Bible, even though it's been rearranged, rewritten, and had a whole lot of changes. The Holy Ghost still resides among the words. And the words that that psalmist wrote, the uh, disciple wrote, said, And without faith it is impossible to please God. But whoever would draw near to God must believe, must, must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So you must believe in him. You must believe that he exists. But more importantly, you must believe that he is going to take care of everything. He will reward you for being faithful to believing in him. So, back to the statement, no faith, no power. No faith, no power. If you find yourself saying you believe in Jesus Christ, and every day your life is weighed down with more and more drama, more and more drama, less and less control over things that are happening to you, more and more unwise decisions and choices that you're making, creating consequences that ultimately hurt you, your family, and then you want to blame other people. And it ain't always Satan's fault. We have choices. He may put the idea in our mind, but we have choices to make our lives 
better. We have choices to make our lives worse. Our lives worse. What I'm saying is you have complete control over everything that can and will and should happen to you based on your choices. But it has to be rooted in the faith that you say you believe in to make things happen. So faith comes what? From hearing. Are you listening to the spirit of the Lord that dwells within you? Are you listening to your selfish desires? Are you listening to outside influence? Are you listening to negative thoughts? You got to be careful what you listen to and what you respond to. Faith says, it is assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Is your faith carrying you enough where you can be convicted that though you don't see the results, it is going to happen? Let me give you a story about faith and how it backfired when it didn't work out, when they decided to do things their own way. So Abraham, back in the day, you know, they had chicks on the side, as they want to call them, people to help them in their ability to do things. And The fathers that I served said, Abraham, you're going to have a son. They were already up in age. Back in the day, they lived hundreds of years. But in this particular case, it was a husband and wife, in case you're not familiar with the story. And Abraham was really faithful to the father. And the father said, I tell you what, Abraham, you're going to have a son, and he is going to be the father, father of so many nations. He's going to be wonderful and marvelous. Abraham was like, yeah, right, okay, Pops, I believe you, but I ain't feeling it. So he went and told his wife. So she being the one that's going to have to go through all of this, she already knew she was old and felt that her womb was closed. And she laughed at him and said, no, nah, boo, it ain't me. It must be that side chick over there that you're going to knock up. And he was like, no, baby, I would never sleep with her. She just, what? What are you saying? So she said, okay, look, let's be realistic here. You old, I'm old, it ain't happening. Go ahead on. God said you need to have another son by somebody. Go ahead and do it. It ain't going to be me. So your choice. So after much deliberation, he decided, mm, you know, well, Lord, you somehow have a son, and she can't have any, and, well, I got to do what I got to do. So what happened? He had a momentary lapse in his faith and figured that what God told him was not able to happen, even though God told him. He figured he was going to take things in his own hand because, logically, it didn't make sense for God to put that word in him if he couldn't do something about it. So he decided he was going to do something about it. So what happened? Yes, this, this this young woman had a baby by him, and everybody was all excited. Blah, 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 blah. You know, but on the sideline, old girl was like, see, you know what? They're having too much fun over there. Everything is about this boy and her, this boy and her. I haven't done anything. So she got hot. She got a little teapot hot. She told her husband, look, I know what I told you, but uh, she got to go. And that boy got to go with her. And he was like, what? You told me to do this. No, boo, I made a mistake. I'm not having all this up in my house. Y'all got to go. Everybody watching me, laughing at me. Y'all getting all attention. And I know mm, she got to go and the boy got to go. Well, in the meantime, you know, he's established a relationship with this child. I mean, he's no baby anymore. You know, he's helped him, you know, do a lot of things in the village and even helped, you know, build the, 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 the temple thing there. So, no. He had to keep mama happy. The old saying goes, the mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. 
So, because he decided that God told him something but was not powerful to make it happen, he took it upon himself to believe his wife, which was a weaker vessel, and decided to take matters in his own hands and have a baby by a woman who ultimately um, made her unhappy. So here we go. Created your choices, now you got consequences and everything going down here from there. So guess what? Not long after that, old Sarah got knocked up. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. Blew her mind. If she had kept her mouth shut and waited and let the man do his father told him, none of this would have happened. So guess what? Now we got another son. So the first son by the young lady who got cooked at the village, him and his mama was like, okay, you know what? This, this ain't cool. So, you know, if you read your Bible and understand the different denominations, I'm not going to tell you say which one, but you know, um, Ishmael, uh, decided he was going to not be a follower of Yahweh and he went out and did his own thing. So here we go. Another son. Second son. Wonderful and marvelous. Everybody happy. Well, because they didn't have enough faith to believe the second son was going to go and the first son is going about creating a whole lot of drama for everybody who believed in Jesus Christ because he felt that he was, him and his wife's mother were betrayed. What happened to them has dictated what happens to us generations and generations later. What you do will affect other people after you. Don't you think that if Yahweh, Jehovah, our Father, created us and he tells us something, that he has enough power to make it happen regardless? What I'm trying to tell you is your intellect will get in your way and mess up your blessings. Because, see, he said, walk by faith, not by sight. He said in Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the assurance. In other words, don't be doubting. If you got faith, that's your, that's your coupon, ticket, guaranteed entry into everything that you hope for without a doubt. He said, you ain't got to see it. Just once you drop that faith, once you drop that faith in that thing that you're believing in, you better bet. You're going to get it. It may not be when or how or under the same circuits, but if you really drop that faith like you're supposed to, based on the word that lives within you, which is Jesus Christ, you don't worry about what you see. See, that couple right there had issues. They kept looking at her womb being dried up and their age and all this craziness. God is not a God of intellect. He's a God of power. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. If he says it's going to happen, where's your faith? He cannot lie. Jesus Christ said we have the power. We have the power. We have the power. So why are we all walking around here being victims? Because are we living like we believe what we believe? I'm, You know what? Again, I'm not preaching. I'm not... And I read today, I can't teach you anything. All I can do is present you the information and you decide what to do with it. You know, I mean, we we use that word teach. I cannot. I'm presenting you information based on what you say you believe in if you're a follower of Jesus Christ. And if you're not, I'm still putting something in your spirit to go, hmm, what am I believing in? Is it strong enough to really happen? Or do I feel I need to still put my hands in it and maybe help it along the way? Your Heavenly Father does not need your help. It's when you get all up in the mix, 
that you can confuse and mess up things and allow doorways to be open for Satan to come in and throw his little two cents in and then your blessings are either destroyed or delayed. I'm just giving you what the word said. He said, faith is assurance. If you got the faith and you're sure that's going to happen or you don't, you can't strive in the sense. Are you living like you believe what you believe? Do you even know that this is in the Bible? Have you read the Bible enough to apply faith in your life to the point where there's nothing you can't do based on the righteousness of the Christ that said he lives within you and if you listen to it, which is the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, long-suffering, look them up, the fruits of the Spirit, that there's nothing we can't have and nothing we can't do. I'm just saying, is this what you're believing? I'm hoping it is, because that's what you say you believe once you say you'll follow Jesus Christ. I'm just repeating to you what the book that you say you read is is telling you. Second Corinthians says that five seven we walk by faith, not by sight. You know that stairway I told you about. As long as you're going up, you don't worry about what's behind. But you be confident and assured in your faith walk that it's got to be greater than what you left behind. We walk by faith, not by sight. I don't care how many crooks and corners and and how you got to navigate that stairway, but it's got to go up. And up is always a level of elevation from what you left. I'm just asking, are you living like you believe what you believe? Her praise to the Father. Are you living like you believe? And that's what I pray today that you decide to do. Give all your praise to the Father. Thank you for staying with us. This is Sundays with Miss B, Inspirations with Miss Benita. Now on Jan Bob's radio, we're talking about faith this morning. Faith. Where's your faith? Where is your faith? Is it strong enough to get you through some of the hardest times that we're facing? As an individual, as a nation, as country, globally, there's so many things going on. And if we have a belief system, it should be helping us to sustain things that are out of our control. We become involved in things that we really did not create on our own. From weather to wars to famines to earthquakes, there are a lot of natural disasters that we're just in the wrong place, and it's happening. We're in the wrong place, and it's happening. As we just passed September the 11th, there was another disaster, the terrible weather in, in Haiti. There are people that are still trying to survive things, but just because it's not in the news does not mean that it's not still happening. Is your faith giving you enough confidence to know that even though you've been sleeping in a tent for a year, that it's okay? Yes, there are people out there who are able to hear me. Because in other countries, the most important thing they have is to be able to communicate with the outside world. And they may not have tents, but they have access to the satellite, which gives them internet, and they're able to communicate. Even if they don't have a a computer, they may have a smartphone where they can communicate. Is your faith enough to get you to understand that tomorrow may be your eviction day? 
that the snatch man is riding around your neighborhood looking for your car. You're on your way to an emergency room because a loved one has either been in an accident or terminally ill. You just don't know how you're going to make it through all of this. You've already been given a pink slip even though you've got 30 days. What are you going to do after 30 days? Jobs are scarce. Hard to find. What are you going to do? Your teenage daughter comes home pregnant and you thought she was a virgin. What are you going to do when your teenage son calls you and says he's in jail because he was with the wrong group at the wrong time and he's in jail for something crazy? Flash mobbing because they thought it was funny. Where's your faith in all of these things? If your faith cannot get you through, then what I want to do today is to help you reevaluate the purpose of faith, how strong is your faith, and do you have confidence in your faith? Faith is like a key. Faith is like a key that's at the engine of a car. And I'm going to keep saying it because I want you to understand that faith activates everything. Faith activates everything. He said in his word that in Matthew 18.3, the Bible that you say you read, it says, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you turn and become like children. What does that mean? Trust him with childlike faith. When you have a child that's trying to walk, you get him to stand up and they just stand there. And you say, come on, baby. Come on to mama. Come to daddy. They have no clue what to do, but they trust that you're telling them to do the right thing. So they take one little step, then another step. Then before they take off running and fall in your arms. That's what our Father in Heaven is telling us. Trust Him with that childlike faith. If you don't have that childlike faith, according to the writer, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, some of us don't believe everything that's written, but just what if? What if this writer is telling you the truth? That he was inspired to write this to let us know, unless we come before the Father with childlike faith, we will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Let me tell you. I don't know how long you're going to keep listening to Miss Benita, but I'm ministering to myself when I do this, by the way. I don't feed anything to anybody. I don't eat myself. And unfortunately, I found that my exposure to a lot of leaders who were feeding to me were not themselves feeding themselves. And I realized that who was leading me and feeding me was not up to the challenge of really leading me. God would use anybody to feed you, but I prefer to have somebody who likes to eat from their own serving. If you serve up something to me to believe, make sure you're eating it too. Because I'm looking at how it's benefiting you. If the word that you're teaching me is not benefiting you, then you're not eating of it. Why should I eat it? Live like you believe what you believe, and that's one thing that I'm always going to tell you people out here. 
you say you believe in something, people are watching you. Are you practicing what you believe? If so, why tell me to believe that? Stop telling people you need to be a follower of Jesus Christ when you're some of the meanest people out here. There are so many people falling away from the denomination that they're in because denominations bring divisions anyway. But more importantly, they're losing faith in Jesus Christ based on the denominations and their behavior. Having faith in Jesus Christ is not denominational. So many people are so confused with that. He said, one faith. That's faith in Jesus Christ. For us, yes. I'm not saying all of you have to. That's your choice. Everything is a choice. So just know that. But if you have chosen Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. The denominations bring division among the faith, which is the one faith in Jesus Christ. But getting back to faith in general, he said, unless you come to him as a little child, what if this is true? What if this is true? He said, unless you turn and become like children. In other words, you say you have faith, and then all you just got to put your hands up and I got faith, but... You know, the story, again, it's in the Bible that you say you believe in, in case you forget. There was a disciple. He was like, Lord, if it be you, bid me come. Because he was looking out there, and the moonlight was shining, and he saw a figure on the water like, hold up. Is that Jesus Christ walking on water? No, can't be. All right. He said, i tell you what. Uh-uh. He looked again. He said, you know what? Lord, if it be you, bid me come. I want to do this, too. Show you, boy, how you doing that. I got faith. So Jesus said, come on. So the disciples, he hopped on out the boat, getting ready to do the nay-nay and thank your leg. And he was having a good old time. All of a sudden, he realized, wait a minute, I'm really doing this. So instead of keeping his eyes on Jesus Christ, he started looking at him doing the nay-nay. He went into the flesh instead of the spirit. Instead of shouting in the Holy Ghost, he was depending on himself to take those walks. Jesus Christ said he could do it, but once you depend on your intellect, you messed up. The power is in the faith in the spirit, not faith in the flesh. Study to show your own self-approved, dear one. Please do. I love all of you. I really do. I don't care what you believe in because the Bible tells me I need to love everybody. And I do. I don't care. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. But more importantly, live like you believe what you believe and you don't. Study it and apply it. We were not ever meant to be victims and defeated and hopeless. We were created to be powerful with everything the enemy could ever throw at us. These words that are written are not just to confuse us and entertain us and be topics of the discussion as to whether they're really real and whatever. Because if you have a true relationship with Christ, the words that you need to hear will pop out at you as if they're audible, loudly. So don't worry about whether somebody messed it up or not. You ask the Lord to show you what's true, what you need to do in your faith walk. He said, like children, get out of the way. When it comes to children and parents, you trust your parents. And I pray, you know, I know there's some situations and circumstances that are not ideal, but let's just go there. Most of us can assuredly say we trust our parents. So when I trust the greatest father of all, 
He said, do it, believe it, receive it, and it's done. But we seem to have a problem with that. We want to second guess him. We want to doubt him. We don't want to go to him as a child and say, Daddy, you say, I can have this and I can have it, so I'm going and they go, you know, skipping along. We don't have that kind of thing. We always think it's something we got to do to help him along. He doesn't need our help. And you wonder why you have so many problems that can't have a breakthrough. Because you don't have, a, have any faith in what you've asked for. You said, Lord, this is. Tomorrow's my eviction day. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm trusting you to work it out. Or you can say, okay, Lord, I'm getting evicted tomorrow. You didn't save me, so I'm going to start packing up. I'm not going to stay here and get embarrassed because I don't believe there's a ram in the bush for me. I, I'm just, I can't take that chance. The man said he's going to be here by 11 o'clock Monday morning to evict me, but I don't see it happening between now and then. So I guess I need to start packing up. So I'm going to get you to U-Haul when they open up at 11 o'clock because I don't see you helping me. It takes a strong person to really do that. So I'm not blaming you for not. Because if your faith has not experienced that type of Holy Ghost ramming the bush breakthrough, you don't want to start out with something that big. And I received that. But what if? What if you prayed and you fasted and your faith and said, no, Satan, I'm not going to believe it. I don't care. I'm not, I don't care. It's six o'clock in the morning. He come at 11. I don't care. What if at 9 o'clock in the morning, the man that supposedly evicted you said, somebody paid your rent. I called the sheriff's office. What if? You know, that's a big step. Again, I'm not saying if that's your case. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying. I'm just saying, but you have to start somewhere. Where's your faith? It's activated according to your faith. Your blessings are activated according to... He said nothing is impossible to them that believe. Okay, so nothing means not one thing, absolutely nothing. Because, you know, our thoughts are not our thoughts. They're either positive or negative. Satan is a spirit being, but our Heavenly Father is a greater spirit, and he's busier than Satan. But, you know, everything has a, a yin and a yang, a positive and negative. So you can believe the negative thoughts that are coming from Satan. And doubt. I even believe the spiritual thoughts that are coming from Yahweh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, who said, nothing is impossible to them that believe. That ram in the bush is waiting for you, but if you be like the disciple that jumped out the boat and he was doing okay and all of a sudden he realized he was doing it, then you, you lose faith. And, and then, of course, Jesus always steps in to help just like he did, but what if we have the power to create all of those positive, wonderful things in our lives without whining and complaining and running scared all the time? Because we do have that power. We, we really do. James 2.7 said, Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So many people think the works is... Um, volunteering in the community and, you know, that's, you know, that's not what he's saying right there. He said, faith by itself, if it does have work, is dead. 
if it does not have works of days. What does that mean? Okay, so let me go back to Monday morning, you're getting evicted. You got the faith. You, you got the faith. So the works is not packing up because you don't believe it's going to happen. You know what the works is? It's still spiritual. It's declaring and decreeing in faith that you have what you've asked for and believed in the season. So many people believe their charity and, and all. It's nothing if it's not in your heart. It's nothing if it's not in your heart. So, what am I saying? I'm saying we're going to take a musical break. When I come back, I'm going to explain all this to you. But I want you to think about what I'm saying. What is the works that we're talking about? What is the works that we're talking about? Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. Davine is going to minister to us with Dance by David. Stay tuned. We'll come back back and we'll talk about your faith again. Ark of the Lord was shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the Ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and jumping before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. This is my worship. This is my praise. This is my worship. This is my praise. This is my worship. This is my praise. This is my worship. This is my praise.
place But I ain't shame on what I'm doing, no way This is my praise For the Lord, I'll be dancing all day They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in his place. This is my worship. In the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. This is my praise. And David offered a burnt offering and peace offerings before the Lord. This is my worship. And as soon as David had made an end of offering burnt offerings and peace offerings. This is my praise. He blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Inspiration with Miss Benita. You're now joining us for the second part of Inspirations with with Miss Benita. I'm sorry, Sunday with Miss B. That's me. This is Jam Vibes Radio. Listening to the second half of the show, we're talking about faith today. Faith. Where's your faith walk? What is faith? What is faith? It is defined as having confidence or trust in a person or thing. And in my case, I choose to believe in Jesus Christ. But whatever you believe in, you should have confidence in it, have trust in it, belief in it, but not necessarily based on proof. And when you believe in it, do you believe in the doctrines and teachings of that faith? Live like you believe what you believe, but know what you believe. If you're not sure what you believe, then study it. If it's still not for you, then think of something else. But if it is for you, apply it. Live like you believe what you believe. But know what you believe, because if not, you'll fall for anything. Having faith is being obligated and loyal. Obligated and loyal. Are you obligated and loyal to what you believe? Are you really obligated and loyal to Jesus Christ, or are you just saying it because, okay, it's this? But do you really understand what having faith in him is? Do you observe that obligation that you've made once you've entered into a relationship with what you believe in? Again, it's not just Jesus. I prefer that it is, but, you know, are you really obligated to what you're believing in, whether it's, you know, Allah or... Buddha, or whatever you, you want to believe in. Are you really obligated to that? Faith is the key that activates everything that happens in your life. Faith is the key that activates everything that happens in your life. 
I like to do my wisdom corner. Faith in God includes faith in his timing. Are you getting frustrated because you don't think things are happening fast enough, therefore you don't think it's going to happen? But yet, you don't realize that our timing is not his. Wisdom Corner says, hold on. God knows what he's doing. I talked about the childlike faith. The childlike faith. He said, unless we come to him with childlike faith, childlike faith, you can't enter into the kingdom. Do you have the kind of faith that is childlike, trusting, innocent? Like when your parents hold their arms out to you and say, come on, and whatever it is they tell you to do, you trust them and you do it. That's what he wants for us. Do you have that childlike faith in you? Are you always in the way, got your hand in it, want to help him out? doesn't need your help. He says in Hebrews 11.1, he said, now, faith is assurance. You absolutely have no doubt that whatever you ask him for, you're convicted of it and you believe you're going to see it no matter what. I talked about that stairway. Do you have that childlike faith that no matter how twisted the stairway is, that you're going to keep climbing one step at a time? The cutest thing is seeing a child go up a step. Sometimes they sit and turn around and look at you and laugh. Like, I'm leaving you. That's how we should look at our past. Do we have that childlike face climbing that stairway, knowing that no matter what we can see, we don't worry about it. We know we're going up. Do we have that childlike face? In Hebrews 11.6, he says, And without faith, it is impossible. It's impossible to please him. So I don't care how much lip service you have, how many, you know, songs you sing and, you know, whatever you think you need to do with the works, because we talked about that earlier. He said it's impossible to please him. So no matter what you do, you got some other things that you need to get deep with. He said it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So either you believe that or you don't. Is your faith strong enough to believe that at the 11th hour somebody's going to go and pay your rent so you won't have to be evicted? Are you strong enough to believe that at the 11th hour the snatch man is going to say, oh, I'm sorry, we were looking for your car, somebody paid your, your car payment. The Bible that I read says that my father can do all things and that if we have enough faith in him, guess what? We also can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that nothing is impossible to them that believe. Before I went to break, I was telling you about our mind. I've had this talk before. The mind is a battlefield. I'm not going to stray, but it all ties in together. Our thoughts are not ours. They're either influenced by Satan or Jehovah God, our Father, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, who died on the cross and set us free. There's a yin and a yang. Our thoughts are influenced by spirit. I put an S on it because you have to decide who you're going to listen to. Oh, I'm getting deep because you you forgot. You, you, you really forgot 
just because it's not taught to you, you're supposed to study to show your own self-approved. What do you think happened to the fallen angels when they got kicked out of heaven with their leader? Just because people don't talk about them doesn't mean they don't exist. They are still here, dear. And they still mess with your mind. And they still give you thoughts. And you say, why am I thinking that? It's, it's bad enough that we have to entertain these thoughts, but it's even worse when we don't realize we have the power to not act on them. It's a choice. Everything is a choice. You choose whether you want butter, pecan, ice cream, or vanilla. Everything is a choice. I, I'm really serious about that. Where's your faith? Are you choosing based on your faith? Are you choosing based on your intellect? Are you making choices based on what you see? Because the, the Bible that I said read said if we walk by faith, not by sight, we don't worry about what we see. We worry about what we've claimed. Where are you, dear one? Hebrews 11, 1 reminds us, and I'm, I am repeating it. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. You know, he... Relationships are really important, and you know, next month is Domestic Awareness Month. Every month is Domestic Awareness Month because it's just not to be celebrated or acknowledged at one month of the year. But relationships, you know, we just get into these relationships, and for all the craziest reasons. So I can't go there. That's a whole nother subject. But right now, I want to talk to you who are listening, and two of you. I, I, uh, again, I, I'm talking about to the couple that say that they believe together as one in whatever they've chosen to believe in, whether you're Catholics or whatever. I don't, that's not the issue. But if two of you are in a relationship and you both have something rooted in your faith, okay, maybe 50%, 25%, whatever knowledge you have of your faith, you have a relationship problem. One of you should at least have enough faith to say this ain't right. I don't know if you've been to see the war room or not, and I'm I'm just saying. I don't care what you believe in, what you don't believe in. I recommend that movie. I really do. If you got to go catch the two dollar matinee, I don't care. I definitely do not want you to do a bootleg version because that's just wrong. Go see it the right way. But The War Room, I thought Fireproof was an awesome movie. If you're not familiar with Fireproof, it's so old now, you probably can get it on demand on HBO. I'm on YouTube. But I thought Fireproof was an awesome movie for relationships. But The War Room, man, it touched every area of my life. So getting back to faith. You got two people in a relationship, prayerfully married, but if not, you're in a relationship and something is going wrong. And both of you say you love the Lord and you got a little knowledge about the scriptures. One of you, if not both of you, but definitely one of you should say, hold up, hold my horse. Let me check his mule. Is he kicking too hard? Something's up. The Bible is there. He said, if you pray his word back to him, it would not return to you or him void. Where's your faith? The scriptures that you say you believe in that's all laid out for you, all you got to do is pray the word back to him on any topic, including how to be a good husband, how to be a wife, how to be a mother, how to be an entrepreneur. Everything is up in there. 
Where's your faith in the scriptures that you say you believe in? Where's your faith in the Father who said, come to him like a little child and everything will be worked out? Where's your faith? It saddens me. It really saddens me more than anything when I see high-profile couples in the church or religious community. Notice I didn't say Christian. I said any religion, any based, faith-based relationship, high-profile, and they don't make it. Um, somebody should have kicked the devil to the curb and said, you know what? My Bible tells me I'm a warrior and I'm victorious and I'm not losing my marriage. One of them should have said, I don't care. You go ahead and I cray cray for a moment, but I got you because you're covered with the blood and I'm going to speak the word in you. But when both of them fall victim to Satan's attack, that, that, that hurts me because then people will say, well, if they got a divorce, I ain't got a chance. But they fussing and fighting. And they know the word, man, I don't know about this. I'm leaving too. I'm about to book up out of here. I ain't going to sacrifice everything. God gave me common sense. I'm out. Okay, yeah, he gave you common sense, but he also gave you the whole thing. So if you want to use your common sense and your emotions to dictate to you what happens in your your marriage, then that's your call. But the Bible that I read said that nothing is impossible to them that believe. And especially both of y'all supposed to have some knowledge. Y'all supposed to be kicking Satan out of everything that concerns you. Because last time I checked, he said we have the power and authority over Satan and anything that he can bring to us, including confusion in our relationship. Where's your faith? John 3.12 says, If I have told you earthly things, and you do not believe? How can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Okay, let me break that to you. Alright. I'm not even going to use the Bible because I want you to be present day right now. Let's just say in you, your gut says, you're going to get this job. So you go and you apply for it, you had a good interview, and this is your gut. Now, I'm not good and super spiritual, I'm, this is just your gut. Man, I, I felt real good about this. And you pray about it, you say, I'm, I'm really going to get this job. So you go on there based on a gut feeling, a good feeling, and then you, you based on your interaction with the interviewer, and you like the environment, the salary is good, so you're like, yes, I'm going to get this job. Okay, what's the other scenario? You go in and, and you're like, the Lord told me to come apply this job, but I ain't feeling it. I'm not qualified. I don't know where I'm getting these thoughts from. Why in the world am I going up here applying for this job? And I, it's just not going to work. I ain't got the right clothes on. I don't believe I'm going to get this job. But I'm hearing something in my head saying I need to go get this job. If you can't believe that the Lord is sending you places to reward you for your faith, and you're going to base it on what you see and what you feel and not what you're told in the Spirit, you can't please Him. If you don't believe you're going to get the job, which is something physical, 
are you really believing that you're going to be rewarded in heaven? Stop believing him for materialistic things, and then don't trust him enough for the other things, the supernatural things, like healing. Healing. Saving relationships. You're looking at something tangible, which is a job based on an interview and a salary. But what about the spiritual things that you can't put your hands on? What about that last minute, somebody going to the rental office and paying your rent? You didn't see it, you didn't, but you just believe. We don't have to base our relationship on hopes and clicking our heels like dark and pretty red shoes. We have a father who has already promised us, ask, believe, you receive, go in faith, and pray in thanksgiving. It's that childlike attitude. Mama, can I have a bike for Christmas? And it's June. And they say, Yes, baby, you can have that bike. From June to December the 24th, my mom was going to buy me a bike. My daddy said, I'm going to have a bike. They didn't doubt it. They didn't cut They just, they believed that by June, December the 25th, they was going to get a bike. Sometimes they get it before. Sometimes people get it after because they know January the 1st sales are even better than Thanksgiving and the day after Christmas. But whatever that childlike faith is, that's what the Father wants from us. Are you jumping up and down going, I got excuses for this, and I know I'm going to get it. Okay, it ain't here today, but it's coming. I believe I'm getting it, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It's like the little dogs on a commercial with the trees. They can just, they can just, oh, boy, oh, boy. Are you chopping at the bits for what the Father has fed you in your spirit and know that when he serves up, it's going to be a meal that you'll never forget? Or are you constantly belching and turning to your nose going, I don't know, I don't think I want this. I better go ahead and um, stop by Chinaman's Buffet because I don't think he really going to feed me what he said he's going to feed me. I hear him, but that only makes sense. What is your faith? Where is your faith? I'm not making mockery. I'm trying to show you that the Bible that I read teaches us something other than doubt and insecurity. Where's that childlike faith? I'm coming up on another break right now. Sister Louise Smith is going to sing Night Song. Think about where's your faith. Are you childlike or you got a whole lot of what ifs? Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Thank you.
a few other big things that have happened. There's no use to bring it up because, you know, we leave those things behind us and we have to move on. But that thing's yet to come. Is your faith going to be strong enough to get you through it? Is your faith strong enough to get you through it? God can, absolutely without a doubt, calm the storms in your life. He can. But it only works according to our faith. It only works according to our faith. Y'all don't get it. You limit him by your faith. The childlike faith that he expects of us. He doesn't expect us to hear you, but I don't know. That's not childlike faith. A child would say, okay, I'm coming. And that's why so many children are hurt, because they trust people. It is not their fault. People who hurt children are really taking advantage of them. Do you think Yahweh, our Father, Jehovah God, our Father, is going to take advantage of us if he said, come to him in childlike faith? He's not going to hurt us. But children are so loving and wonderful and innocent and impressionable. That's why so many of them are hurt. Because they expect people in authority to know better and have their best interests at heart. Don't you believe that your father has your best interests at heart? Don't you believe that? If not, then you're not believing what you say you believe. Therefore, you can't live it. There's no way. Every time something happens, you're going to pray, but then all the time your mind is going, well, what can I do to help myself? The best thing you do to help yourself is pray. Believe that you receive what you've asked for, and then you continue to pray in Thanksgiving. Have you ever, ever, told your children no. And they keep coming asking you for some go, mm mm, no, the answer's still no, mm mm, no, not gonna do it. And you mean it. I mean you no, I done told you, don't worry me, don't mm mm ain't happening, not gonna happen, no. That's what you need to do when you take authority over Satan and a negative thought and anything that's making you feel defeated. See the opposite of faith is power. The opposite of Opposite of faith is power. The opposite, when it comes to Satan, is the opposite. Satan wants to have power over you because he has faith in you that you're going to punk out. But in our case, our faith is the power. He has power based on our lack of faith. So we need to reverse that. The same way you tell your children, no, it ain't happening, we ain't going to do this. No, it ain't happening. You need to tell Satan, get thee behind me. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. The Father said, I have all power and authority. Give those words back to him and mean it like, no, this ain't going to happen. No, no, your time is up here. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, you know, I'm not a dust and dow and, I'm not in all of that. I mean, it's important to learn it. Don't get me wrong. I really think we need to understand the true um, meanings of the words that we're given and, and what, and I understand that. But see, that's not who I am. I'm, I want to talk to everybody so they can understand it. I'm not, a, you know, trying to make you get the size of the syllabus and all these other words and try to figure out what I'm saying. 
I'm telling you, we have the power to trade off the scorpions and serpents of all the fathers. We have it absolutely, without a doubt. It's just spoken to our lives as believers in Jesus Christ. We absolutely should not be defeated in any area. We should be able to speak out those things as though they were and stop the enemy in his tracks because we have that power. Tell the devil no and mean it. But you have to have the faith in who you are as a creation of Jehovah God our Father and who's the set feet by Jesus Christ who gave us before he ascended all power and authority. We already had it. We blew it. So he gave it to us again, but even greater. He said, because what he did, we should be able to do them and greater. And to make sure we didn't get lost, he left us a friend. He left us a buddy, a sidekick, the Holy Comforter, the Holy Ghost. His Spirit is with us to help us. When we sing a song, order ourselves, Lord, and before you get out of church, you're mad at the parking attendant, you're having road rage, you're mad at, you know, Golden Corral because there's too many people. Need. Why, why even go there if everything bothers you? You have the power to make choices to either be happy or sad. It's a choice. Faith is a choice. Failure is a choice in the spirit because if you have the knowledge, then you have the responsibility to activate it. Listen, God didn't promise days without pain. I'm in my wisdom corner. God didn't promise days without pain, without laughter, without sorrow. He didn't promise sun without rain. But he did promise, and he's a man that cannot lie, strength for the day. So if he promised you strength, then if we're weak, it's a choice because we're not pulling from that strength. He said we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but do we have enough faith in that Christ that we say we believe in to operate in that strength that we've been given freely to activate that power that he's told us that we have that can defeat everything from the enemy that really has no power unless we give it to him? No faith, no power. No power, no victory. No victory, he wins. No victory, he wins. I don't know about you, but he said he promises strength for the day. He promised to comfort us in our tears. He promises to light the way for us. If God brings you to it, he will bring you through it. Okay, I'm getting ready to come to a close. I'm going to give you one little quick blurb here in case you don't remember the story. There's a book called Job in the Bible. Somewhere up in there, maybe you'll find it. Look in the index. Don't get freaked out. It's there. It's the book of Job. And I'm just going to say it. When he said, if God brought you through it, brought you to it, he'll bring you through it. 
Remember I asked you what happened to the fallen angels? They haven't gone anywhere. Nobody's talking about them, but they're still here. That's true. So let me just remind you, in the book of Job, even though Satan was kicked out of heaven, he still has a relationship with God because Yahweh does not destroy what he created. So he still communicates. So guess what? In the book of Job, Satan has to petition the Father for everything that happens to us. Okay, in case y'all remember that, it's in the Bible. I'm just basic Bible 101. Satan part goes up there and asks for permit permission to do things based on our doorways. That's a whole other subject. But based on our choices and our faith, faith, F-A-I-T-H, faithfulness, loyalty, obedience to him, that was like, look, oh, homeboy, and yeah, he loves you because you got, you give him everything. What if I do this, this, this? I'll show you how much he loves you. So our father says, look, I don't make no tests on my children, but if you think you can do something to him to waver in his face to me, go ahead, but don't kill him. I will show you that my trusted son is going to love me no matter what you do, but just don't hurt him. Now, first off, the little nugget I gave you was remember, fallen angels will stay here. Remember that Satan still has an ongoing relationship with his father, who's our father too, and that he cannot do anything. He petitions, he asks for permission to do stuff to us based on what we've done to allow him to do that. He can't do it without permission, but he can do it because we set him up to go up there and say, look, they're doing this and that. Let me go ahead on because they're not faithful to you. It's not God testing us. So many people say, why is God testing us? Why is God letting good things happen? I mean, bad things happen to good people. Read your Bible and you understand why things are happening and how much power we have to close those doors to take mess with us. Yep, every time something come up, nope, not going to have it. Nope, ain't going to have it. Nope. He's not going to stop bothering us. He's relentless in his attacks, but we need to be relentless in our power over him. And the more we become aware of that, and the more we can recognize his power, the more victorious we are. So what happened in Job's case? Not only did Job get hit left and right, had a whole lot of stuff coming in his ears, you know, everybody giving their yang yang. He said, uh-uh, look, I don't care what y'all say, I'm loving my father. This is happening to me for a reason, but I'm still loving my daddy no matter what. And for his faithfulness, yes, he lost a lot. But he gained more than he could ever imagine after he endured. Where's your faith? So let me just get back to the story before I close. So the scenario was somebody's getting evicted tomorrow at 11 o'clock, and it's already 9 o'clock in the morning. And you stood and you said, you know what, Lord? I believe in you, so now I'm getting put out. What am I going to do? Okay, the first good scenario was, yeah, somebody went in and paid your rent, and rent and said, I don't know who did it. Somebody gave me a check. You don't have to move. As a matter of fact, I don't know they paid you three months, rent. they gave you two extra months. So you go shout and hoop and holler, thank you, Jesus, you know. But guess what? Here's another one. Here's another ram in the bush. Sometimes we have to turn loose to get something better. Satan went through everything he could with Job. Turn, property, cattle, money, sores, wife giving him lip, friends turning their back on him. And he's just like, what is happening? But he said, Lord, I love you anyway. Because he said, Lord, I love you anyway. Next time you read that story, see how much he prospered. So I'm going to get back to the story before I close today. 
the red man came, sheriff came, all these stuff set outside. And you still praying to Lord, I trust you anyway. The house she was living in was okay, but you know, more air was coming in through the windows every day. Plumbing halfway did the work. I don't know, it was somewhere to live, but it wasn't really nice. But you've been praying, right? So you got to visit. You're stuck sitting out in the curb. Everybody's standing around. You have nowhere to go. Here comes a U-Haul. Somebody told somebody about somebody. Hallelujah, I'm getting ready to cry. Oh, Jesus. Somebody told somebody about somebody. And that big old U-Haul pulls up and six guys jump out. And start loading up your stuff. And this car pulls up eight years old. Somebody said, ma'am, you don't know me, but I heard about your story. And I just want to let you know that my parents died and I don't have a use for this house. Here's the key. You can live there rent-free for a year to get your stuff together. If you need anything, just let me know. I've already checked everything out for you. Where's your faith? The God that I serve. Yeah, I'm emotional because I have that kind of faith. The God that I serve said, what you think you've lost, he can replace that and more. But he wants you to come to him with that childlike faith. And as I come to a close this morning with Sunday, with Ms. Benita, I want you to understand something. I don't feed you anything. I don't feed myself. And I'm not here to convict you or convert you. I'm only giving you information to help you to understand more about yourself and what you believe in and what you have the power to do through what you believe in. It's your choice. I'm going to leave you Sister Louise is going to sing, Touch Me. But Davon is going to sing Bathsheba. I want you to listen to those songs. And I pray that you join me here next Sunday. But if not, join me here Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Davon's radio is offering you not only jazz and gospel music, but he, he has so many different programs and so many different people offering words of inspiration and encouragement. I thank you for spending your Sunday morning with me, and I pray that you get a better understanding of what faith is and that is the key to operating everything in your life. I thank you so much. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 